Hello and welcome to Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast 5-Minute Food Facts Series. I'm Amanda Hayes, your host, a nutritionist with a passion for well-being. I decided to do this series because there's so much conflicting information available about food and various diets. Some of it is credible and some of it is not. It can be time-consuming, not to mention confusing, to try and shift through the noise and get to the heart of the matter. In this series, I will do all of that for you and present factual, reliable information to you in a concise and hopefully easy to understand way. I will take a moment to let you know that you can subscribe to my podcast, which includes interviews with experts in the fields of nutrition, physical health and mental health, and this 5-Minute Food Facts series on YouTube. Hit the red subscribe button or on your favourite podcast app like iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify or Google Podcasts. The content of the 5-Minute Food Facts series is for information purposes only and it is not intended to replace the advice of your health professional. Today I am going to talk about antioxidants. Most of us have heard of antioxidants and we have an idea that these substances are good for our health. I will explain what they are and why they are considered defenders of good health. A definition of antioxidants from one of my nutrition textbooks is a substance in foods that significantly decreases the adverse effects of free radicals on normal physiological function in the human body. That definition doesn't really mean a lot unless you know what free radicals are and why they have an adverse effect in the body. So I will start there. Free radicals are highly unstable, also known as reactive molecules, that can attack cells, including cell membranes, proteins or DNA. To understand why a molecule is unstable requires a basic understanding of chemistry. I am no chemistry teacher, so suffice to say, an unstable molecule is one that has an unpaired electron. Electrons are happier in pairs, so an unpaired one is seeking to find itself a partner by stealing one from another molecule, and in turn that molecule, robbed of an electron, becomes an unstable free radical itself and seeks to steal an electron, thus a chain reaction ensues. The process of losing an electron is known as oxidation. When you have an excess of free radicals, they cause oxidative stress and damaged cells, which is thought to contribute to the development of chronic diseases like atherosclerosis and heart disease, inflammation and dementia. They are also one of the causes of ageing. For example, free radicals break down collagen in the skin and that is what causes wrinkles. Okay, but how do free radicals get inside our body, you might wonder? Free radicals are a byproduct of normal metabolism. That is, all the chemical reactions in the body required to maintain life, like the conversion of food into energy or when you exercise. Free radicals from metabolism cause oxidation, as do other environmental factors like cigarette smoke, UV radiation and air pollution. However, free radicals are not all bad news. They are actually necessary and have some important roles to play in the body including participation in cell growth and repair, and they are involved in the immune system. So now that we have free radicals in our bodies, how do we stop them accumulating to a damaging degree? 
enter antioxidants. Antioxidants work in two main ways. They can neutralize free radicals by selflessly donating one of their own electrons. The antioxidant remains stable even after having given up an electron. So this halts the chain reaction. Or antioxidants that are also enzymes like superoxide dismutase, that's a mouthful for you, work by breaking down and removing free radicals. Well, that might be interesting information, but how do we obtain antioxidants? The good news is that antioxidants are abundant in the food supply and they're actually easy to obtain. The body does make some important antioxidants of its own. These endogenous antioxidants are, for example, glutathione or uric acid. However, to keep free radicals under control, you need to regularly replenish them from your diet. As in my 5-minute food fact podcast on vitamin, vitamins and minerals, fruit and vegetables again play a starring role. They are antioxidant powerhouses. Phytochemicals, that is, compounds produced by plants such as the pigments that give fruit and vegetables their wonderful colours, have often have antioxidant properties. Some vitamins and minerals like vitamins C and E and selenium are also antioxidants. Many of you would have heard of some of the more popular antioxidants like beta-carotene, which is responsible for the orange color of carrots and pumpkins, for example. Resveratrol, found in the skin of grapes and therefore in red wine, hooray! And coenzyme Q10, which is found in animals including humans and most bacteria. In terms of food, most of you would have heard of superfoods. It's a bit hard not to have. One reason they are called that, a name that I think is actually much hyped, but more on that at another time, is because of their high antioxidant content. Some of the stars include berries, especially deep colored ones like blueberries and blackberries. They contain some of the highest levels of antioxidants of all fruits and vegetables. Another example is green tea. Green tea is rich in a type of antioxidant called polyphenols. Regular green tea consumption is associated with a reduced risk of high cholesterol, cancer and stroke. The bean from which chocolate is made, like green tea, also contains polyphenols. Good quality dark chocolate contains more polyphenols than milk chocolate. Brazil nuts contain selenium and a high intake of selenium may have an anti-cancer effect. And as many people will know, turmeric contains curcumin. Um, in vitro, that is in a test tube, it is found to have powerful antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effects. Because of this, it is a fairly popular subject of scientific studies. It is thought to be helpful in conditions such as arthritis and metabolic syndrome. However, curcumin alone is not very bioavailable. That means it's not easily digested in the body. But when it is consumed with pepper, like for example part of a curry paste, its bioavailability increases 2,000%. It's important to note that antioxidants are not interchangeable. They all have unique chemical behaviours, so variety is important. In general, studies have found that antioxidants in food are likely to protect against disease. However, those who eat plenty of fruits and vegetables are typically more likely to exercise and also not to smoke, so it is reasonable that all those factors combined have a role to play. Recent studies have found an association between a lower status of dietary antioxidants and decline in cognitive function. 
The evidence from the experimental clinical and epidemiological studies indicate that the consumption of foods containing high levels of dietary antioxidants may prevent or reduce the risk of cognitive deterioration. However, just because something is good for you doesn't mean that more is better. And this is where I want to turn the discussion to antioxidant supplements. Some market research I read valued the global antioxidant market at 2.923 million in 2015 and expected to reach 4.5 million by 2022. So there's definitely some clever marketing at play here. The National Institute of Health, which is the primary agency of the United States government responsible for biomedical and public, public health research, warn that high doses of antioxidant supplements can be harmful. A high intake of beta-carotene, for example, has been linked to an increased risk of lung cancer in smokers, and a high dose of vitamin E has been found to increase the risk of prostate cancer. Also, antioxidant supplements may interact with some medications. The NIH says that research has not proven that taking any particular antioxidant as a supplement can protect against disease. However, having said that, there may be some benefit for people at risk of age-related macular degeneration. So overall, antioxidants are certainly not magic bullets, even more so in the case of supplements where they have been taken out of their natural context. So if you want to take antioxidants in supplement form, talk to your health professional first. Thank you very much for tuning in today. You can subscribe to Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, and while you're there, click on the bell to be alerted when new episodes are available. You can also subscribe on your favourite podcast app iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify or Google Podcasts and you can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Direct links to all social media can be found on the subscribe page of my website at www.amandaswellbeingpodcast.com. If you would like to contact me, you can send me a message via the contacts page on my website. Please feel free to suggest topics you'd like to learn more about and I'll do my best to deliver that to you. Also, and finally, please take a minute to leave a rating on iTunes. It improves visibility and will inspire me to keep researching for this 5-minute food facts series. Thank you for tuning in. Eat well, move well, think well.